Uh, Gretel Colleen hello is there thank uh, you I'm not quite on, on <laughs> you'll get there yet but thank Gretel you. comes from within it's yeah I've got to try and release my inner Gretel a little bit more I, I think we all should should release our inner Gretel in some ways in other ways I think we should reel it in <laughs> <laughs> well look what is life if not to have fun and Gretel knows how to have fun and of course That's we are true. talking about Gretel Colleen the one and only true host of Australian Big Brother. That's right. Uh, my name is Jace. And I'm Marianne. And we are here to talk about Big Brother Australia. Something I have been obsessed with since it aired. When I was 10 years old, I'm pretty sure it was the first season. I was 10. Yep, the first season was in 2011. And I also remember being completely obsessed with it. So the first season was 2001. Oh, sorry, I meant 2001. I can't believe I said 2011. My yes, brain is I was much... 10 years old in 2011, that's true. <laughs> you are very youthful. I wish. <laughs> no, 2001, we were the dawn of the new millennium, and we were sticking cameras in houses. Yes, we, we had no idea. We had just beaten Y2K. We didn't know what Everyone was in was store. Everyone was so relieved. Yep, we, and as such we thought, why not stick a bunch, bunch of strangers in a house and film them 24-7? And it Let's was 24-7. Let's just go wild. Let's just go wild with technology now. It's not going to kill us. So let's just... Let's just drown ourselves in it. Do you want to do something crazy? Like, I'm um, so random. Um, what if we just get a bunch of strangers and put them in a house and we film it? And the, sh- the cameras will, will be in the bathroom, in the shower, in the toilet. But it's not in a perverted way. Justin, no, no. yeah, no, just, it's fine, it's fine. No, we're not perverts, God. No, God, no. <laughs> we're not running, like, a late-night show that is almost exclusively just cuts of them in the shower. No, oh, my God, and we're not running a 24-7 feed on the internet where you can just log in anytime you want and see massive dogs. No, that's not. 11 no. years old. <laughs> that's definitely not what we're doing. It's just, it's an experiment. Yes, it's a how perverted we can be on national TV. <laughs> and how long we can get away with it for. And the answer to that is about a decade. Yes, until some uh, people slap another person in the face with their penises without that person's consent. That's about where it all sort of... Uh, yeah, that's... Yeah. But that's, some, that's, that's for another day, another season of this podcast, hopefully. We'll get there. It's a few seasons away, so... I guess that's a reason to support us, to hold on to get to that. Not that you really want to aim for that. There are lots of better things that happen in between before we get to that controversy. There are some yeah. more fun ones than sexual assault. But yeah, just a little more fun than sexual assault. <laughs> but it was... it. W- I won't say anything more. I won't say anything more. Yeah, well, it's, it's a bit of sizzle. That's what you've got to look forward to. Yeah. I cannot believe that we were watching this kind of show at the ages that we were when it aired and it was a family occasion we were watching this with our families yeah I like the first um finale we drove to like stay with my cousins so it was like my family their family unit 
and then I think like an uncle like it was just packed the lounge room was packed with people mm-hmm. watching the Big Brother finale of like <laughs> all ages from like I don't know elderly down to like probably too young to be watching and we all loved it it was the only thing that I did with my family that we would not uh, fight or make each other uncomfortable. Yeah, I think it was really the only wholesome thing that my family really did. Because we didn't do sports yeah. or anything like that. It was, like, the only time that we came together as a family. And, like, my mum was being nice to me, letting me vote for people on the phone. Yes. Like, it was truly one of the only bonding times, like, really nice bonding times that we all had. The absolute fucking chokehold that this program had on mothers, especially, I reckon. And, I mean, both of our mothers are not the best uh, people without going into too much detail. But when that show came on, we were all a family unit. It was it was ridiculous. Yeah. We were united. It was beautiful. It, it is you, the show brother. that united a nation. It is. More so than, like, Australian Idol. Like, you can get out of here with that. Like, it just wasn't as juicy. I remember when the ads would come on, because this is a time before pausing television and recording shows and watching them back later. You had to watch it when it was on. Yeah. And if you missed it, you missed it. You could read about it in Big Brother magazine in a couple of weeks' time. But I remember watching it with the family. The commercial break would come on. My mum would go for a cigarette. My dad would go get a drink of water. My brother would go and do something. I would sit there and wait because I couldn't miss a second of it. So I would sit there and wait. And then as soon as it came back on, whoever was in the living room would shout, It's on! And then everyone would just come running back into the, into the living room to jump on the couch and continue watching Big Brother. Yeah. I can vividly see my childhood li- like living room in my mind right now. <laughs> That's what like it's invoking in me. <laughs> that giant Trauma, blue oh my corduroy couch. <laughs> the purpose of this podcast is for us to talk about Big Brother in a, in a place where people can't tell us to shut up about it. Mm-hmm. And we have this week gone through the first week of series one, which was in 2001. And we both in our own time, watched all the episodes up until uh, and including the nominations episode. Mm -hmm. So the episode opens with Gretel Colleen uh, and she says that 9,000 people applied and 12 housemates were chosen. 9,000 is a very low number for what it is now, what reality TV is now. Yeah. Well, this is like the first time though. Like it was very revolutionary. Like no one was really sure what it was because the you can even tell from the first episode like the production values weren't there because the Gretel yeah. like Gretel Clean is just standing outside in the driveway instead of like that giant stage yeah yeah I like I don't remember it ever being like that because you just remember the, the like the theatrics of it like she's on that giant stage mm-hmm. all the people screaming the first episode yeah it opens on her standing in the driveway at night just like <laughs> There are people everywhere, but it's still, like, she's literally just standing outside. It kind of shocked me because I remember watching the show, but I didn't remember how different it was the first season to the other ones that I remember because I was the same. I saw her standing in the driveway with, like, 50 people around, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So the first thing that they do is they show the package, the, um, 
the reel of the housemates and who they're like they're introducing them and they show close-ups really awkward close-ups of the housemates so like someone with his hands in his pocket someone's fiddling with like a zipper or something <laughs> just to give you a taste of what's to come yeah just oh i can't wait to see whose zipper that is yeah just a little tease it's very bizarre someone playing with a zipper <laughs> It's akin to uh, a lady showing her ankle in the olden days. Yeah. It was a little bit of a... Just a little Ooh. taste of what could come. <laughs> and then they, uh, they do the house tour, which is always, every season, it's one of my favourite moments. Yeah. This one was very rushed, too. Yeah, they kind of... Uh, I feel like that's something they could have pre-recorded, is Gretel walking through the house. And not, I, think, I think they wanted to give a sense of urgency, but it just ended up being Gretel running around uh, in her amazing pink jacket just puffed yeah I didn't get the sense of urgency I just spent the whole time thinking poor Gretel is so puffed out someone get that lady an inhaler because she looks like she's about to have an asthma attack yeah she was really running through there something that stood out to me in this first episode or this first season was that the house was so small compared to what what's in my mind and my memories yeah, yeah the bathroom's tiny and the diary room's fucking boring as the, shit the diary room is like literally just a chair like it looks like a spare bedroom and someone's just shoved an old fantastic furniture chair yeah, in Yeah, it's there. a fantastic furniture it like, chair. It was like the day of, <laughs> like, someone just run out to grab a chair because they forgot that they needed, like, a fancy chair. And that's just the best thing that they could find last minute. <laughs> One thing that Gretel says as she's running out into the yard, she's like, I need galoshes and I need a better bra. <laughs> she also says when she sees, like, the chicken group, she's like, you can eat a chicken? Do you catch that? Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, she was like, you can get eggs, you can eat them, they eat a chicken. I was like, no. <laughs> just Big Brother up late is just the housemates beheading a chicken. God, I hope not. <laughs> you. Uh. Then once the house tour is over, they move on to talking about the contestants. Yeah. To set the scene, Gretel's standing in a driveway. There's 50 people around. She looks like she's freezing cold. She's just run through the house, so she's probably exhausted. And then a white car pulls up, and the first contestant steps out. Contestant number one is Christina. Yeah. I didn't remember Christina, but I did think that she was funny, this this view around. When she said, like, she hoped that, um, she, like, more things will come from Big Brother. Like, she might get a more high-profile waitressing job. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. She's so cute. I remember her, but only because I was obsessed with her. I was obsessed with her. And at the time, I didn't know why. But now I know it's because I'm a little bit gay. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I was drawing pictures of her. Oh, my God. In class, I was, instead of doing my schoolwork, I was drawing pictures of Christina from Big Brother. Of course. So it was really, it, like, sets it up as a love triangle with her and two of the other guys. So they, like, you're, like, yes. the fourth sort of <laughs> in your Just mind child you're me. the fourth like corner of that so yeah 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 that would have been hard to be caught up in and oh it was heartbreaking it puberty was... age she's so christina's this cute little blonde dancer she's 27 she's from western australia one of my favorite uh things that was said in her introduction package was when her friend was like she's not anal like, that just seems to, like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, some of the friends, some of the family and friends interviews, like, 
they just say the weirdest, most out-of-pocket thing. It feels like a mockumentary, also, the way that they film the packages, because it just, I don't know, it doesn't have the drama that it does in the later seasons. Mm -hmm. There's no glitz and glamour. It's literally just they're filming yeah. her stretching in a in well, a it's like, dance Well, it's sort of like studio. the dawn of reality TV. So the producers didn't really know how to be as manipulative mm-hmm. as they are now. Like Yeah, they didn't really know how to yeah. set the trap. What do we say to set up the best soundbite? Like, they know that now at a drop <laughs> of a hat. But back in 2001... She's not anal. They were learn- <laughs> yeah. I thought Christina was very cute. Um, yeah, but I will say, like, so Gretel, Gretel's energy is carrying this entire episode. Oh, absolutely. Gretel carried everything. And I, just jumping a little bit further ahead, when Gretel, spoiler alert, <laughs> left, uh, wasn't invited back, it just didn't have the same, it wasn't the same. Yeah. Because I think Gretel had this really good balance between being professional but also being one of us like thirsting over the contestants and making silly little remarks yeah and she would also like push them a little bit maybe sometimes yeah i think like later more high profile hosts just the note they don't have that finesse yeah yeah just not the charisma they don't have the relationship with the housemates that Gretel forged yeah. sometimes a little bit too much of a relationship but I would feel comfortable having a conversation with Gretel I would yes. not feel comfortable having a conversation with Miss mm. Sonia Kruger no or Kyle and Jackie O oh my god I forgot that they were hosts <laughs> for a while oh, yeah I would me too yeah I've met Sonia Kruger and she's not a very warm person Oh, really? That uh, does just not come across. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I might save that story for when she's actually um, dead in the ground. The, the <laughs> <laughs> just me rocking up to her memorial being like, yes, I have a story I'd like to share. <laughs> if I could just have the microphone, please. Security's trying to hold me back. I'm like, no, this is really important. They have to hear this. (laughs) It's what she would have wanted. (laughs) Um, Second housemate. Oh, I hated him on site. Second housemate is Gordon. He's 28 and he's an architect from Melbourne. Would you like to tell me your first impressions of Gordon? Um, my first impressions were I thought he had I thought he had literally glued nails to his head because the um, the video quality is not that great. Yeah, then we're watching it on YouTube. Realized that it is just his hair that he's like gel- <laughs> he has a shaved head except for two lines of hair that he gels mm-hmm. into really intense looking spikes on the side of his head. On, on the one side of just his head. Just on one side. Yeah. And they're like, they don't run parallel to each other. They're a little bit off. Yeah. He looks like he's in Steps, the band Steps. Yes, absolutely. The, like the pants that he wears, the like the yeah. very like 2000s, like cool, like the, what was the fashion called? Like when, like the, in, it was like the internet, like was a thing. So people, it was like cyber Y2K? sort of like. Oh, um, I can't remember. I don't like it. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I had forgotten him until he stepped out of the car, kind of spoke a little bit, and then I saw the side of his head, and I was like, ah, fuck, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've also noted down that he bought, as his, like, carry-on, he brought two blow-up pool toys with him. That was his carry-on. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, dude, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't like him, so maybe that's not a weird thing, but... I do feel like there'd be more important things to bring into the Big Brother house. But again, we didn't know what was going to happen. We've yeah. never seen Big Brother I don't know before. if in later seasons they were allowed to bring books and things. This season they're allowed to bring books in. Yeah, that's something that I noticed as well. They weren't al- they're not allowed to bring books in later seasons because you can use the words to spell out sentences uh, to yeah. people. And they don't want people communicating without cameras being able to pick up on what they're saying. Yeah. That's something I noted as well. Yes, because you're not allowed to communicate about nominations. So you can't yeah. form alliances of any kind. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you can form alliances, but we have to know about it. Yeah, you can't be, like, voting strategically. You're not allowed to discuss who you will vote for, like, mm-hmm. explicitly. One, my favourite soundbite from one of Gordon's friends in his welcome package is his friend said he rides his bike too much oh my god yeah i wrote down bike rider yuck (laughs) that was (laughs) not that i really have anything against bike riders but again i just don't like this man (laughs) i think it's just when lots of stuff adds up and you're like oh god not another thing yeah it's just like his personality is the hair the bike and then Mm -hmm. also the pool toys but and, oh god there's like in the next episode like him trying to blow them up very early in the morning <laughs> it's what it's like when you talk when people talk about x and they're ridiculous yes it's like oh when he blows up pool toys yeah oh that's just one on the a number of x i have of this man could you imagine if someone came up to me and said tell me a little bit about marianne and then i went she rides her bike too much i would hate you <laughs> that's the most interesting thing that you could like that someone could come up with yeah you're like she spends a lot of time in bed watching tiktoks like jason don't make me sound like a loser what i'm going on national tv i would probably say something like oh you want to know about marianne well i would tell you but then i'd have to kill you yeah something really mysterious and like a threat of violence exactly like you'll see you, you will see. <laughs> One thing that I noted down about Gordon, I will mention quickly, he has passed away. But that doesn't mean oh that we can't make fun of him. Yeah, no, totally. Because we are judging these people purely on what we see. In 2001. On the show. Exactly. So tragic, very sad, but he's a dickhead. So in this thing. So we'll say we know he's dead, but... Uh, R.I.P. <clears throat> Gordon. It, I guess my, I was going to say another thing that he brings up a lot is that he's like very cultured and he's like seen the mm. world and stuff. So like I guess you know you saw the world. That's nice. You've lived a good life. Yeah, you lived a full bike bicycle life. I don't want to say I'm going to be. <laughs> I don't want to be just just. You're allowed. No, we're only judging him on what we see on the television. This well, is I it. wasn't then. I was going a bit too far. Third housemate is Andy. I will admit when she pulled up, I did not remember her. 
No, neither did I. And I am surprised because maybe because I'm a child, so I didn't really catch what she was all about. But mm-hmm. yeah, she's like got a very strong personality. She does. One of her quotes is, I like people watching me. Yeah. And then her cuck boyfriend or husband or whatever is like, I like watching Andy. I want everyone to watch her. Yeah, the husband was weird. The husband yeah. the, the husband made it a bit... Ooh, not, not yeah. I feel like, you know, when someone tries to force you to get in on their kinks? Yeah. That's what it felt like. It was very yeah. weird. I didn't have much written down about her because that's about all that I could see. Yeah, I had that her husband's like, oh, she's really vain. And, like, he's just, like, listing um, <laughs> bad things about it. He's like, yeah, she's really vain, blah, blah, blah. He's like, but I don't really care about that. I yeah. love her. I'm like, okay, good for you, but you just listed all these things that you think is wrong with her. She's a bit of a bitch. She doesn't have a sense of humor. She's fucking up herself. But fuck, you know what? She's hot. And she does, and she wants me, so I will take what yeah. I can get. She's happy to marry me. Um, I look a bit weird, but I don't know. <laughs> exact <laughs> I just quote. have a weird... <laughs> I got a weird vibe. I got a weird vibe to me. Yeah, I also got a very weird vibe. Yeah. I didn't They're like in it. an open relationship, too. Yes, open relationship, which I can see why she got picked. She's hot. She's out there. She's in an open relationship. She's it's bi. a bit naughty. Yeah, she's bi. She's from Brazil. I think. Or am I making that up? She's definitely from somewhere in South America. She's from somewhere. <laughs> she's from somewhere. No, she's... I'm, I'm pretty sure it is Brazil. Yeah, I think she's Brazilian. Uh, so she's a little bit exotic. And I think that the producers saw that and went, fuck yeah. Yeah. She's also a dominatrix. Doesn't she reveal that? Oh, yes. Yes, she reveals later on that she's a dominatrix, which is... There's the layers to this woman. Yeah. Which is wild that they did not have that in her opening package. They just let it be like a, a little surprise it's like when you like soft launch your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> She's soft launching her <laughs> profession. Yeah, just unpacking her suitcase and she like pulls out a whip and she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm a dominatrix." It's like, "Oh, okay." Uh, number four, Peter. Peter, I had no notes on. He is an average 28-year-old white man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't remember him until later in the episode he puts a beanie on. And then I was like, oh, yep, I remember this guy. It's like they say that how the hell is anyone tricked by Clark Kent's glasses? Like, you can tell he's Superman. But then you with Peter and the beanie, it's like, well, I can see how Clark Kent got away with being Superman. Yeah. I was like, I've never seen this man before in my life. Um... <laughs> No idea who this guy is. And then, yeah, the beanie straight away. Oh, yeah, that's Peter. Yeah. (laughs) I remembered Peter immediately, but only because, spoiler alert, he was attached to Christina. Yes. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. I remembered it because I was a poor little closeted bisexual. Yeah. uh, In love with the ballerina. Raging. I remember in his package he was... um, like a winery or something he's like a sommelier or something like that and his his quote that I have written down here is the only difference between me and other drinkers is I know what words to use no okay sure go Peter give us nothing yeah I for sure think he's like a rich kid because one he works yeah yeah 
the wine thing. And then he mentioned that he went to boarding school. (laughs) (laughs) See, those two things combined are big clues to me. Yeah. That we are in different brackets. He tries to pretend that he's just a bloke by being like, I may know wine, but I don't know anything. But it's like, mate, we can see. Yeah. You've memorized, you've at least memorized those words. So. Yeah. That's one up on me, um, which is the (laughs) stick I judge everything by. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think he's like, I just like spending time at the beach. I think he, is he from like the Northern Beaches, which is like another. I don't know. What have I written down? I didn't write down where he was from, but maybe they didn't say that. I might just be (laughs) projecting. You've watched too much Byron Bay's, and now it's like everyone, everyone like, a little bit snobby. This guy knows wine. He went to a boarding school. He's from the Northern Beaches. <laughs> He's basically 2001 Nathan Favreau. Is oh that my how you God. say his last name? I've never heard it said out loud. Yeah, I think it is Favreau. The fifth housemate to enter the house is one that everyone who watched Big Brother in 2001 should remember, and someone that I fucking loved. Yes. Sarah Marie. Sarah Marie. I wrote... Sarah Marie, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> I only did one exclamation point after Sarah Marie, but after oh, that I, was I wrote keen. infamous bum dance, exclamation point. Yes. And can I just say, good for her for being born in an era mm-hmm. of no ass is a good ass. Yes. And just, like, just she had no problems with it. I remember her being fat. But yeah. she isn't. She that isn't was a huge fat. thing. Though, like, she has a huge ass. She's, she's massive. Yeah. It was all, look she's how confident just... she is, even though she's fat and disgusting. It's like, no, yeah. she's not. The, yeah, the whole thing was like, oh, my God, look at this fat. <laughs> <laughs> this fat this... person daring to be on our TVs in a bikini, <laughs> slapping her a huge ass. I, yeah. I, I, I rem- like... No wonder we were all, we're all fucked up. No wonder everyone who grew up in 2001 is fucked. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't our mothers doing it to us, it was the media. And the media still does do it, but not to the extent of 2001. Because, as you well, said, it was all, like, the fashion was low, low, low rise, skinny jeans and crop tops and... I, th- I know that we have, like, Instagram, like, we're constantly shown images like a barrage of images like instagram and stuff that are carefully edited whatever like i don't know magazines just have like just had such like a horrible hold like circling people's like cellulite oh my like, god zooming yes in on it <laughs> yeah like it's fucked i'm sure there are there are definitely like comment sections that still do this but mm-hmm. it was like a whole physical magazine that you could hold in your hand that was just like, look how Pulling fat and ugly these bodies. women are. Yes. Sarah Marie was like probably size 14 on the bottom and size 12 on the top. Yeah. Just visually. Obviously, I didn't take her measurements, but just, <laughs> just from, from what a, I could see. Just from a quick visual assessment from yep. my Just chucked her into my 3D era. printer. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've got a pretty good, pretty good idea. I can't do maths, but... <laughs> but I can look at a body and go, if I borrowed their clothes, that would fit. Or if I borrowed yeah. their clothes, that wouldn't. My aunt um, went to a costume party dressed as Sarah Marie. 
<gasps> like in the pajamas and the oh my god bunnies. bunnies yes she was amazing I her job was hiring girls at a strip club yeah and which again like she's only 22 yeah she's 22 a baby they interviewed her in the bath and they made it very strangely like weirdly overly sexy which if you're if you've got big a big bum and big boobs then you don't have a chance they're gonna make you sexy if you want to or not but yeah they yeah they interviewed her in the bath yeah her whole yeah her whole interview she's in the bath and then part of it she's in the bath and i guess the bubbles had melted away so she's just holding her tits yeah, she's just covering up her boobs yeah <laughs> One of the things that stood out to me is when she got out of the car, she said that she was told only her friend would be there, but then there's a crowd. So the producers were telling everyone that you'll get out, you'll be Gretel and one of your friends. And then they get out and there's like 50 people screaming. Yeah, I think there's more than 50. I don't well, know again. I, can't I don't count. know numbers. <laughs> I'm very bad at counting. There's between 50 and 5,000. That yeah. is for yeah. sure. Somewhere between there. Yeah. Housemate number six. (laughs) This man. Okay. Would you like to describe to me housemate number six, Todd? Okay. Can I just say, so we were trying, Jason and I were trying not to talk about Mm -hmm. the episodes as we watched them. Yeah. But I messaged Jace about Gordon's hair and then Jace said, just wait until you see Todd. (laughs) So I was anticipating something bad but then this white dreads man gets out of the car with a gigantic drum like a jambe uh, uh, I just and he just gets worse from there <laughs> it's not like it's not like this uh, yeah it's, it was horrible but then also there's a bit of confusion um, in the first week because they have um, when they first got out of the car, they've got like friends and loved ones there. Just yep. oh, but go back to Sarah Marie for a second. Okay, let's go back. Let's Sorry. circle back to Sarah Marie. <laughs> circle back to Sarah Marie and her friend was um, a man, and yes. Gretel just kept pushing that they were in love. <laughs> yeah, and like she's like, "Well, have you slept together?" <laughs> And he was like, yeah. And, and Sarah was like, nah, he's just a friend. He's just a friend. And Gretel yeah. was like, he's in love with you. <laughs> Gretel going back home that night to write Sarah Marie and her friend fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> she was, it was so awkward. Yeah. And I, I felt like Sarah Marie was not embarrassed, but just not no. interested in the Entertaining guy. that. Yeah. yeah. She was like, nah, he's just a friend. Like, I think she was, like, chewing gum. She was very cool. Yeah, she was, definitely. Yeah, she's like, no, nah, he's just a friend. The guy's, like, awkward, because maybe he is a little bit in love with Sarah yeah. Marie. Um, I mean, look, I think... I can see why. See why. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm a little bit in love with Sarah Marie still. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I could draw Sarah Marie's face from memory. If I could draw, I also could. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be very good, because I'm not a skilled artist, but if I had the ability... It would be stunning. If I was mugged by Sarah Marie, I could 100% describe her down to the freckle on, yeah. like, to a police sketch artist. If I was robbed by Andy, couldn't fucking tell you. Could not. A like, woman with brown, perhaps skinny. a little blonde hair. Mm, yeah, uh, like a... Mm. She looks like she's been in the sun. 
with the hair. She's in an open relationship, if that helps, officer. Yep. Oh, (laughs) let me describe her husband to you, officer. (laughs) Easy. White man. Short, scrawny, blonde, hair down to the ears, a little bit wavy. Weird energy. Very enthusiastic. (laughs) Back to my nemesis, Todd. Yeah. His um, loved ones is his dog and then a woman that is introduced as his girlfriend. Mm. And she says that they've been together for two or three years and Mm -hmm. they kiss goodbye. He, like, shoved his tongue down her throat. Like, it's very, like, it's too much. Yeah. Um, But then later in a camera thing, she's, like, described as his friend. Yeah. So what is the truth? Well... And also, I think he's acting like he's single, too. Yeah, he 100% I think he's just a bad guy. His... His friends describe him as a ladies' man. One of them says what? he's a ladies' man. Girls like him. As a girl, Marianne, what are your thoughts? I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> not, <laughs> not in 2001, not in 2022. The thing is, not only does he not have the looks to be a ladies' man, he does not have the personality to be a ladies' man. He is annoying from the first set. Like, just... I'll get into it a bit later when we get to them in the house. I've got mm-hmm. a list of his actions from <laughs> first step into the house. But his personality is just bad. Like, See, the thing is, he's, he seems like an asshole, but not an asshole where you're like, oh, this guy's an asshole, I'm going to fucking love watching him. It's just like he's, like, he's an asshole and... He seems boring. He's just like that well. guy in your friend's group, friend group that, like, maybe, like, went to school with someone you know. Or he's, like, the cousin of someone you know. So, like, he has to be there. But he's just, like, oh. no one wants to talk to him. And then he's, like, acting out because, he, like... He wants the he attention. wants the attention. Getting. Yeah. It's, it's, like, an 11... It's, like, it's, like, an 11-year-old boy in the body of a 27-year-old man. Yes. Um... See, that's something that surprised me as well, that he's 27. Not because he doesn't look 27, but because his energy is not a 27-year-old. Yeah. And also he said, like, I think his friend said this, if he doesn't get famous through Big Brother, he would be famous for some other reason. Like, he would find a way to be famous. It's like, yeah, probably, like, making a suicide cult or something like that. Like, (laughs) nothing good. In our personal time, we talk a lot about how if we would join cults, and we've come to the conclusion that we would both be sucked into a cult. His is the one that I would not be sucked into. Yeah, no, nah, he will not charisma his way. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have the charisma. He's no Jim Jones. No, I would follow Jim Jones into a jungle where I would die. Um, <laughs> I would not even follow Todd into like the second room of a pub. Like <laughs> you never let them take you to a second location. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. We've spent enough time on this dickhead. Uh, number seven, Gemma. Do you remember Gemma. Gemma? I do remember Gemma because she was like the glitzy girl. Yeah. Um, she's like a hairstylist or makeup artist or something like that. Yes. Um, and she always had her hair like styled, like long blonde hair, wavy. Yeah. Very pretty hair. She's very glittery. I remember her as well from from the first go around. She's twenty six. She's from Melbourne. Her outfit, when she stepped out of the car immediately, I was like... Her outfit is so cool. She has, like, a fluffy jacket. Yes, fluffy jacket, like a um, train conductor's hat, maybe. She's very almost famous. Yeah. 
It is. She looks like she is a pop star. She's already made it. She's like... She's wearing the classic 2001 low hipster jeans. Like, low, just above the uh, vulva. The pubic bone. It is... Yeah. Yes. Uh, She says in her package that she can't stand confrontation. Good luck, baby. Just like, uh, I think a tip for people joining reality shows now, definitely put that in your bio if you want to click on the show that you can't stand confrontation, you're bad at confrontation, or the other way around, that you love confrontation and you will seek it out at any opportunity. Yep. I think those are the two polar opposites. If you're just like, yeah, I handle confrontation really well, they're like, get out of here, we don't want you. You're way too level-headed for this. You're like, I handle conflict appropriately. It's like, okay... One thing that really stood out to me in Gemma's package was her phone. Her phone starts ringing and it's a mono ringtone of Sweet Child of Mine oh my on God. a Nokia 3210. Yes. <laughs> and it was like, she was like such a girly social girl. Like she was like mm-hmm. being on the phone was like a part of her personality that she had like yes. the mobile phone all the time. And that phone was the top of the line for 2001. That was, like, the shit. Yeah. She wasn't fucking around. I screamed when the phone came out. I was like, ah! In her package, she's, like, doing someone's makeup, and she's telling them about going on Big Brother and stuff, and the person's just, like, trapped Mm -hmm. there, like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just, like, (laughs) made me feel like when you're in the hairdresser's chair and they're just telling you something about their life that you don't Mm -hmm. care about at all. But I'm like, this woman woman is cutting my hair right now. And she's like, yeah, I got two dogs, blah, 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 blah. You just have to sit there and be like, yeah, that's great. Because she's the one holding the scissors and she will, she has the power in that situation. Good for you. Yeah, that's really cool. Having said that, I would be interested if my hairdresser slash makeup artist was like, I'm going to be on Big Brother. I'd be like, yeah, tell me all about it. Oh my God, so would I. If that season, there weren't all these rules, but now you're not allowed to tell anyone. They just pluck you out of fucking nowhere and then chuck you in a hotel room for two weeks and you're not allowed to know anything or tell anyone where you're going. That is wild. Housemate number eight that they introduce is one that you should remember. I remember. Blair. Blair. Baby Blair. Who's much more of a baby than I thought he was. Yes. I thought he was in his 20s. No, he's 19. 19. Just a little baby. And he went on. He's one of the rare... Uh, cases where someone who's on Big Brother goes on to do actual things. Yeah, especially from the very early seasons where there wasn't anything like you couldn't just go on to be like a social media person. Yeah, you, exactly. There yeah. wasn't really there, there was no such thing back then. Yeah, and He went on to be on... He went on to have like a genuine entertainment career. career. Yeah, Neighbours probably other shit that I didn't look up. He was definitely <laughs> on other things. Uh, I can't recall a single Australian program right now, except no. obviously Neighbours. Neighbours was the first thing that he went on, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I was like, I was surprised by just how much like charisma he actually had. Like, he, I just, I really did find him like quite like. Yeah, engaging. Charming. Like, yeah. Yeah. But also, I wrote down um, that, I wrote down in my notes, he's got charisma just yeah. as it, the camera pans to, and I took a photo so we can post this, the camera pans to a shot of his feet in, and then his pants are like cropped like mid-calf, and then he has oh like God. 
these horrible sneakers and socks on, like the 2001 sneakers that everyone wore, and socks well, on. Well, lucky he's got charisma. Yeah, just as I'm writing, he's got charisma, and then it's like, well, does he look at these shoes? <laughs> there is one point where Gretel asks him what he brought in. She's like, she goes, so what have you brought into the house for pleasure? And he goes, does a football count? And his voice breaks. <laughs> I also, he, at one point he says, I'm a raging heterosexual. <laughs> what? You could only get away with saying that in 2001. And even then, it's like a little bit... Uh, but yeah. And also he's described as a mummy's angel. Yes, it's like, yeah, his mum's like, she, he puts the rubbish out. It's like, okay. It's amazing how at, when we started talking about Blair, we both went, wow, he's got so much charisma. And then you were like, his shoes. He's a raging heterosexual. He's mummy's angel. It's like, well, well point kind of... <laughs> Yeah, and anyone else, they'd be X, But Blair, he's pulling it off. He's carrying it. Who are we, Andy's husband? <laughs> <laughs> I just love to watch Blair. <laughs> and I love to watch people watching Blair. <laughs> uh, number nine, Lisa, 24, from Melbourne, receptionist. I, She's gorgeous. But she I... is do not remember her. Yeah, no, neither. But she's and that's all I've written. Stunning. Yeah, I don't have any notes on her either. Because she's just, like, she's she was very normal. Yeah, she's like, a normal person. Yeah. There was no... No icks. No. And, yeah. At that point, I think, we didn't know, or the producers didn't know um, that normal people don't work on reality television. They just don't work. Yeah. But, yeah, she's very pretty and nice... That's a bit about all I can say about Lisa. I do have more points, like as we move through, but like my my yeah. initial my initial impression of her was just like this is a beautiful normal person. That yeah, yeah. Like, she would just be a receptionist. That well, actually, she wouldn't be a receptionist at my medical center because they are always the worst, horrible. Hor- like horrible people in the world that act like you just <laughs> shot them in the foot when you like go to check in. Um, <laughs> Lisa would never. Just from my no. brief. Um, impression but she seems really kind yeah she it just seems like very gentle and just like yeah genuinely like genuine nice person number 11 steps out of the car and it's Shana she's 34 she's from Melbourne and the first thing that happens is Gretel says how are you and she says I need to go to the toilet actually yep I was like yep me yeah that would be me also Thanks. Thanks for making me wait in the car that's like 11 li- eleven cars long. Yeah, exactly. Do you reckon they've just got the one car that loops around? And they just... <laughs> Probably, actually. It's not, it's, yeah. <laughs> her package was very sexual also, but in a, like a cougar way. They're trying to make her out like a cougar. She's 34. She's 34, yep. I, she seems old. And she seemed old to me when I was watching it, obviously, because I was a child. Because they're like... They're, they're marketing her as, like, an old maid. Yes, they're really, like, pushing the cougar narrative. But she's only a year older than I am right I now. I thought she was really funny. Yeah, she's, she's quite funny. Yeah, she's very funny. But they're definitely pushing that she's, like, she's the older one. She's, like, yeah, she's over the hill. Like, her friends are funny. Her friends, I feel like her friends had a little more personality in the welcome package than she did. They had this whole bit about them saying nice things and then one was saying nice things and the other one was kind of being like, I don't know about that. And then she like 
Shauna pays them, and she's like, yeah, she had like a wad of cash. Yeah, that was very. <laughs> yeah, I think um, Shauna's package had like the most personality. Yeah. Of like, she was obviously leading the hers and Blair's, I think, because yeah. Blair's family. Bla- sorry, Blair's brother wrote a poem. <laughs> <laughs> And then sorry, he asked His brother, yeah, he wrote a poem, finishes the poem, <laughs> no one says anything, and then and he's, he's like, like um, am I going to get some applause? Can <laughs> you guys please clap for me? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Um, while Shana is filling up her car with petrol in her welcome package, she looks at the camera and she says, this is why I need a man. Well, I mean, I don't like putting petrol in the car either. <laughs> a very bold choice for your uh, package that's supposed to talk about who you are as a person. That's probably not what I would lead with in terms of why I need a man or a partner. <laughs> and then as soon as she steps out of the car, Gretel's like, you look like Carrie Ann Kennelly. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that is such a fucked thing to say to someone. That's why horrible. Would say- why would you say that she to someone? Re- She's, She's just, just literally a white blonde woman. And then, like, a, a white puffy vest, I think. Yeah. And she has a blonde hair tie-dye. It's so yeah. horrible. I would be so thrown off. Immediately get back in the car. I'm done. I have to leave. I'm sorry. I thought I could do this, and I can't. I just can't. It's like, if I can't handle what Gretel's singing at me as soon as I step out of the car, how am I going to handle what the nation thinks Literally, of me? like, the last thing you hear before you go into the house is, you look like Carrie <laughs> Fucking hell, poor thing. <sighs> and now we've reached our final housemate. Oh, no, sorry. We skipped over Johnny. Oh, we did skip over Johnny. Oh, my God. That's some queer erasure right there. Sorry, Johnny. Great job, um, Jace. God. Whoopsie doodles. I have to be the one that protects the LGBT community again. <laughs> I'm a homophobe. <laughs> um, <laughs> just cut that as the clip. And it's like... <laughs> Just cut out all the bits where I was like, I was in love with Christina because I'm queer. (laughs) It's just me saying, I'm a homophobe. I forgot about Johnny. (laughs) Number 10. Housemate number 10 before Shana was Johnny. Poor Johnny. I do remember him from the first time around. But I didn't remember him just then. The one thing I wrote down about Johnny that is actually not about Johnny himself is that his friend is wearing, if you ever have to go to a 2000s um, costume party and you don't have anything to wear, the easiest thing is to get a singlet top and mm-hmm. a scarf because that's what she's wearing and there's just no other era that has done that. <laughs> yes! She's wearing a, a singlet, like a nice singlet top and a, a scarf, a long scarf wrapped around a her thin, neck. A thin, long scarf. Yep. I think I had about 12 thin, long scarves. Yeah, and they were not flattering. I would not pull no. it off. Oh, no, they were not. And then you'd wear the, the um, big chunky belts over the top of the singlet, but right on the hips. Mm-hmm. Why? That's just... Uh, I really don't I really don't know what our deal was, um, who was <laughs> making those rules, because none of them make sense. And Gen Z are bringing it back. They want to bring back 2000s fashion. And I'm here going, fuck, man. Pick the good stuff, because... 
We made some You mistakes. don't know what you're walking into. I don't want to sound like one of those millennials that's like, bring this back, blah, 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 blah. But, but please seriously, do. it is a minefield of just uncomfortable. Oh, my God. Just mistake after mistake we made. I thought yeah. we made the mistakes the first time around so that the youth of the future didn't have to make those mistakes. But, yeah, you know. Thanks for making us suffer for nothing, guys. All I have written down about Johnny is personal trainer his intro is boring but i remember him so he must be memorable yeah i remember him too but again like he's not much on the first initial impression no. you have to have a real big personality to stand out when they're introducing 12 people yeah that's true so now we can move on to ben <laughs> uh ben number 12 final housemate ben i do remember ben and i, I also remember him being older but he's only 21 yes I, when they said he was 21, I was like, what the fuck? Because he even doesn't look it in the intro package or when we meet him. No. I thought, for sure, like, late 20s, early 30s. So did I. That's the I'm way so he sorry, moves ben. through the world. He has the confidence and bearing of a man much older than he is. Yes. Yeah, he does not seem like a 21-year-old at but all. But also, he's, like, got strong favoritism from the start because, mm-hmm. for some reason... He's a rugby fan. And then they're like, well, who's the rugby captain here to give you a signed jersey? Jersey. It's like, excuse yeah. me? Do, I, I, <laughs> no one else got that treatment. Not at all. And also they were like, yeah, we won our, ma- our last match that you didn't get to see because you were in isolation. I was like, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Uh, is this man just like the son of a producer? <laughs> like... And then when they introduce him to the football man... It, the most awkward conversation ever ensues where it's like, yeah, cheers, mate. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, there cool, was, mate. There was, like, <laughs> a second where my heart stopped because I was like, oh, my God, he's not going to recognise who this That's, guy is. Yeah, I had the same thought. I was like, oh, my God. And then he did. He was but like, he oh, did, so-and-so. I don't yeah, know Yeah, but he wasn't name. even excited. He was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, which, fair enough, because why would you expect him to be there? Also cool whatever but isn't that stepping on your moment you're there to be on a television show and then they bring in some cunt who's really famous yeah they're like here's our rugby captain that just won a match like get out of here go i'm trying to talk to my dad these are my last moments with my father before i go into a house for however many weeks and you're just like here's a football jersey that you might not even be able to take into the house i think they let him take it in but there is like a a little scuffle where they're like i don't know if you can take this in or not for some yeah. reason. I don't know some, why. Uh, some forced drama there that I don't think is real. Like, I'm pretty sure they were always going to let him take it in. Yeah. Otherwise, it's... why would they give it to him? Yeah. 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 They literally, they organized it. So. <laughs> He's a jersey from your favorite person who you don't even seem too stoked to see, but also you can't take it into the house and you might be in there for fucking, I wrote down, how, like 80 it was just so weird because Blair was also a football days. player and a football fan. It's yeah. like, okay, well, I'm sorry, where was his? <laughs> like... That's so weird, hey. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was something off about it. It was, I just don't understand why they did it. I got major, major, major secondhand embarrassment from it. Yeah. And it wasn't like he didn't have friends and family. Like, yeah. 
So all housemates are introduced and instead of sending them in one by one like they do in the later seasons, they were interviewed and then they went and stood on a stage in front of everyone. Yeah, they were standing in a line <laughs> on a stage, but they weren't talk they weren't allowed to talk to each other. No. They were just standing they, next so, to each other. Yeah, and they don't reveal that until Ben goes through. So they're yeah. like the, like <laughs> Gretel's like shuffling people through they're going through like metal detectors and having their bags checked. Mm-hmm. and just shuffling through. You think they're going into the house or something, but actually, no, they're just, they're still there, just slightly off camera, just lined up in a line, just waiting standing to go there. into the house the whole time. And everyone time. can see them. Yeah. So the first person that went in, Christina, Christina's to... just been standing there for, like, 40 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, just standing there in front of this crowd. Like, they pan, and they're all just standing in a row, like they're sheep at the Royal Easter Show. Yep, have a good look, folks. Um but... And then they just they just let them all into the house at once. Yeah. All right, guys. They, in you it go. was definitely some learning moments in this yes. season. But it, yeah, yes. I thought that was so weird when they yeah when they like pan the camera over and feel oh actually everyone's still actually just right here. <laughs> yeah. And also it puts like so Christina gets to watch and listen to everyone else enter. Yeah. And like Ben's heard nothing, except yeah, exactly. he's been given <laughs> he's been given his rugby jumper as a like. Well, sorry, you didn't get to hear anything. But then everyone else gets to see Ben meet this rugby guy and get the football jersey. Yes, and they're that's like, true. Oh, excuse me? Yeah, what is up with that? I would be getting off the stage and being like, excuse me, um, that is actually not fair. I would like a signed rugby jumper, even though I don't follow it. I would like, <laughs> I would like the hot rugby captain to say something nice to me before I go into the house. Because you've just told me that I look like Carrie Ann Kennelly. <laughs> Imagine if she got out of the car and Carrie Ann Kennelly was waiting there for her. <laughs> like, I know you didn't say that you're a fan, but just I saw you getting in the car earlier, and I just really had a feeling. Like <laughs> oh, I really miss watching this live because this episode was live. And yes. later seasons, the very most recent seasons, it's all pre-recorded. The Everyone's most recent season is already all recorded. It's all done. Yeah. And, but it hasn't been released yet. Yeah. So after the housemates are introduced and they're herded like sheep into the Big Brother house, Gretel goes inside the walls and explains the camera run, explains the mirrors and everything. like. As they like walk into the house, um, because they're allowed to take like one carry-on, I think their clothes, um, their day-to-day clothes... Were in a suitcase that was already in the house. Yeah. And then they had like one carry on that was just like fun stuff that they wanted to take in. Yeah. Um, but Andy had like this giant hat that she was just wearing around her neck. So that, like obviously she didn't have to like try and oh my God. that into yes. the. I was like, that's smart actually. But was that hat not a rice field hat? It is. It is. Mm. Um, which isn't great. Mm. So not um, so smart, but you know. It would have been 2000s. better. If it was like just a nice big sun hat. Could you imagine if the contestants just layered their clothes because they wanted to bring more than they were allowed to bring in their bags? <laughs> like when you're at the airport, you don't want to pay for yes. extra baggage. <laughs> I'm not paying that extra extra money to pay for another kilo. Blair just walks in wearing 20 layers. Yeah, try and stop me, big brother. <laughs> so they all get into the house. They're cracking out the beers. I had like an aneurysm because Todd like immediately takes his shirt off immediately takes his shirt off dives into the pool because they're all sort of like milling around outside talking he takes his shirt off dives into the pool then everyone just heads back inside 
<laughs> you know what it is? We mentioned before that he has he has the air eleven of year old, a seventeen year old who yeah. isn't part of the group. He wasn't getting enough attention, so he immediately took his shirt off and jumped in the pool. That is such yeah. a fucking seventeen year old yeah. boy thing to That's do. That's all it was, and it didn't work. No one else got in the pool. In fact, everyone else was like, let's head inside. Yes. Yes. And when they all got in there, the first thing they did was bags beds, which is like when you're on holidays with your family, you're like, I'm taking this bed. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first thing I would do as well. And there are like 11 single beds and one double. Yes. And Andy gets a double because she runs in there first, which like, it doesn't even really matter, honestly. Like um, Mm. in the later seasons, they're all double beds. So you have to share. Which is, like, yeah. a bit more of a conundrum because it's like, okay, great, I have to find a stranger that I want to share a bed with. Exactly. I don't even forever. want to share a bed with my husband. Like... No. Like, I don't like sharing beds. No. I want to kick my feet around, like... Mm-hmm. So, this is actually, like, a, this is a pretty good deal for them that they all get a single bed. I'm yeah, psyched. exactly. Shana, like, immediately goes into the shower to figure out shower logistics like yes. where the camera can see because the, the, there's a camera onto the showers but the shower door has like a pattern on it so yes. you can see through it but you can't see perfectly it's not crystal clear grass yeah so she like goes into the shower and puts her shower things up in the corner because there's like a ledge for their shower, all their yes. shower stuff so she figured out immediately where's the best place for her to shower where, so that she's not like on camera as much so where she can keep all her stuff it kind of really drove home the point that it's quite an uncomfortable situation to be in that yeah you, you have to figure out where you can be so that your genitals aren't exposed to the whole of Australia yeah and that was her first thought yes so. exactly but smart it's smart like, woman it is smart it is very smart to get in there first but then they also only have hot water for like two hours a day yeah and the rest of the time it's cold Yes. Which I wouldn't be... mind because I've run too hot. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fine. It's also in Queensland. I feel like I would very quickly get used to cold showers because there's no way I would be on Big Brother's timeline for when the hot water's on. No, you can't tell me when to shower, okay? Yeah. If I want to be sleeping, I will be sleeping. And also, like, the showers are crowded then because everyone wants to shower in the hot water. Exactly. Yeah. And then, like, so... I don't know. It's a bit of a situation. I've written yeah. down, we mentioned that John Butler Trio jumped in the pool when no one was paying him attention, but we <laughs> have written down when they were talking, someone says, it's a good group, I thought there would be a weirdo, and then immediately they cut to him taking his shirt off and jumping in the pool. <laughs> it's like, that's brilliant. That is so funny. Yeah. There's also, so the next thing is like, with Todd is he is trying to chop wood because they have a fireplace and he's like there's two axes I don't know which one he's using there's like an axe and like a wood splitter mm-hmm. and whatever one it is he's using the, the wrong, wrong one, one. <laughs> yeah. so he's like lining up these logs to to cut and he's like slamming it with like like all the force in the world and it's doing nothing <laughs> yeah. and like the other housemates are sort of like, uh, uh, and like, sort of, I think Shana and Blair are like whispering about it, like, you just have to laugh, like, what is yeah. he doing? Um, so he's at that for a while, just, you know, trying to, and then someone else like goes, does it and then like does it immediately because they're using yeah. the right axe. <laughs> um, 
so that was funny. And then while he's doing that, Johnny and Andy are like unpacking it, unpacking their suitcases in the bedroom. Yeah. And Johnny bought incense, and he's like, I don't think I bought enough. I would be furious because I don't like the smell of it. There's nothing worse than just overwhelming fucking smells. They get to me. They give me headaches. I would lose my mind. Yeah, so Johnny's like, I'm worried I didn't bring enough incense. And then Andy's like, oh, I'm sure we can get some. Like, <sighs> incense would just be on the grocery list. And then she's like, she's like, check this out. I bought a whip. <laughs> and that's when she's, like, revealing that she's a dominatrix. And Johnny's just a bit like, oh, okay. Like, and then she pulls out, like, she's got her corset and everything. Yeah. Like, she came prepared. She was like, I am going to be the star of Big Brother Up Late. Uh-huh. Or so she thought. And then she also so she pulls thought. out her big stuffed Charmander toy and puts it on her bed. Oh, yeah. She had that packed in with the whip in the... And it's huge, too. Yeah, she was telling us that she thought that she wasn't going to be able to bring it in because it wasn't going to fit in her luggage, but then they squished it down and now it's deformed or whatever. Um, she was truly born in the wrong era because she would be killing it as an eagle. Oh, my God. Absolutely. She got the Pokemon. She got the whip. I think one of the best things that that she said in this whole episode one of my favorite lines of anyone's in the whole episode is when she says i think they picked me because i love my pokemon and i'm a dominatrix (laughs) (laughs) yes babe that's it that is it yep that's what it boiled down to like (laughs) yep the chick loves pokemon and that is the end of episode one that's the end of the live episode is it pretty much unless there's anything else you can remember um yes i'd actually written down a few more things about todd Okay, tell me, uh, let's, it's Todd Corner. Talk to yes. us about Todd. Okay, so after he is getting nowhere with the axe, he's trying to, like, get his attention. He's playing the drums while people are talking. No one really cares. Um, then he goes into the kitchen, and he's like, oh, I love doing, like, this 80s dance to Shana. And he, like, starts doing a dance, and then Shana's like, oh, you mean like this? And then she, like, executes the dance flawlessly. <laughs> He's, like, not doing it anywhere near as well. Mm-mm. And he's just like, oh, yeah, like that. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then, so they're in the kitchen, and everyone else is in the off the side in the living area. He starts, like, whipping shit at them from the kitchen. Oh, my God. I don't know what he... He starts throwing stuff at them. I don't know what he's throwing. But something he throws is hard enough to hit Andy in the eye. Oh, yeah. And she's bleeding. Yes. He makes yeah. Andy bleed by chucking shit at her. Yeah. He's like what are you doing, mate? He's not getting enough attention. And then, yeah, so Andy, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they're, like, icing her face and stuff. And then I wrote this down, and I recorded it as well, because it was just so funny. Andy is in the kitchen being comforted by Blair and Johnny. And in the background, Todd is playing the drums, <laughs> just horribly. <laughs> And they're like, you'll be okay, it's alright, like, blah, 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 like, maybe you should lie down. And she's, like, trying, she's holding back tears because he's throwing he something in her eye. something at her. Yeah. And <laughs> all you can hear is just the, the bad drumming in the background. My like, eye would lose it. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about that too much. It's just something I No, I'll get some. I'll get some stuff right. I've got some stuff right. Yeah. Oh, 
funny that like you could not write a better comedic oh scene oh my god it was yeah it was so good I love um that. so I wrote that down anything else uh no that's it for that's it for Todd Corner but I thought that was a that was a pretty big like it's we're gonna we'll post it on the socials yeah Definitely. I'll post it it's so funny it's just and it's not it's drumming just the worst drumming that you can imagine like hand drumming <laughs> not on beat it's just it's it's just noise it's just noise while she's like being consoled <laughs> oh dear so that's that is the end of episode one yep i think we should end this episode here thank you everyone for listening to the very first episode of thank you marianne and jace to the diary room i appreciate it we hope you've enjoyed listening to us <laughs> talk about shit from Just 2001. Just jabber on about something that happened in 2001. But if you want to watch along with the next few episodes, we're watching until the nominations this week. Yes. So the next episode will be from the end of this episode of the uh, the first live one and then the daily shows up until uh, they give their nominations, including when they give their nominations. Yes. Uh, so I guess... Uh, that's it. Thank you. There's no like big brother goodbye. There's like no. a there's like a fun big Gretel clean hello, but there's no like bye-bye. You have been <laughs> That's how we're gonna end it, just you going bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening.